Thank you for joining us today. I am Arvind Chaudhary, President of Nadison Technologies. For over 15 years, we have been advising and advocating on behalf of medium and large enterprises like yours. Today, the most pressing issue we hear about is the need to find affordable solutions that enable employees to securely and productively work from home. In this podcast series, we will address many of the concerns and questions we are hearing from our customers and organizations like yours. I will be speaking with the subject matter experts from our portfolio of suppliers that have relevant solutions. We will discuss practical strategies that can help your organization quickly and affordably work from any device, anywhere, anytime. To kick off the series, my guest is Dan Foster, Chief Revenue Officer at Stratusworks. We will discuss the challenges and solutions for enabling the remote workforce. Stratusworks provides a turnkey cloud workspace platform with applications, storage, security, and redundancy that is accessible from any device. Hi, Dan. Thank you for joining us today. How are you doing? Arvin, thanks for having me, and uh, good to hear from you. Uh, I'm, I'm doing well. My, uh, my house is pretty busy. My wife's an emergency room doctor out here in Northern California, so she's busy standing up, uh, uh, actually pop-up emergency rooms, if you can believe it, with telemedicine. And then, of course, we're very busy with uh, our remote work uh, capability that we have at Stratusworks has been, uh, you know, partners and customers have been just calling in saying, how do I get these 500 customers up and running or 500 employees up and running at home? So it's been uh, pretty busy here in Northern California. Yeah, well, God bless her. Uh, I'll just make sure she stays safe. Yes, that's, we, I need a little, uh, I need a little sanitizing station, but yeah, they do a good job. She works for Kaiser Permanente. They do a great job there. So, Great, great. So, so Dan, uh, let's dive in and discuss the challenges that CXOs of companies, say with uh, 50 to 1,000 employees face in enabling the employees to work remotely. So here are some of my questions. One of our customers has 500 employees. They need to have their employees working from home now and maybe also later. How can they cost effectively do this in hours or days instead of weeks or months? And how much would the upfront or monthly costs be? You know, Arvin, uh, I, I think I've had that question asked me in the last three meetings. Uh, so it's very relevant. Let's just say that. So CXOs are addressing, uh, you know, a situation that's really uh, it, it was evolving over time. If you look at telecommute, uh, it became more and more, you know, work from home, Fridays, et cetera, but nothing like we've seen before. Uh, you know, we've got, uh, they say, over 10 million uh, work from home people in California at this point in time, uh, full work from home. It's just phenomenal how it's changed. And so back to your question, how do you take 500 employees and rapidly move them out to their homes and away from uh, points of congestion? Uh, the first thing that you do is you deliver a, uh, you know, the, the, it's important to think about policies and procedures first and foremost. So a lot of organizations are out there building some M&Ps, you know, methods and procedures on 
what, what's, uh, what's expected. But importantly, in our line of work, what we deliver is really the infrastructure to enable full applications in full work environment on any type of computer using a simple, uh, a very secure RDP. So we put some AES encryption around an RDP. We're able to go out to those 500 employees and within days deploy the entire environment. In fact, what Stratus Works focused on for the better part of the last decade was essentially automating that process, that VDI setup that a lot of CIOs or their VPs of infrastructure know well. We automated that, so rather than days, it can be done. In and you've seen that yourself on our webinars and some of our demos. Yes. Uh, yes. The cost, it, you know, the cost, it really depends on what kind of environment you're trying to uh, emulate. And what we're seeing is anywhere from $20, you know, all the way up to $200. But importantly, and I think our, our solution is a little bit different, is when you, let's say, buy a Citrix and you stand up the VDI infrastructure, that's dedicated infrastructure. We leverage that kind of classic elastic compute with the workforce. In fact, we were just talking to some folks. We just did a deal where they're going to take 300 workers, put them off site. And part of our contract was to say, and if everything goes back to normal, we can easily, we're going month to month, we'll tear down those functions that are going back into uh, the employment area. Uh, and those who want to stay remote or want to have the option on staying remote, you continue to pay for those. Oh, that's great. That's very flexible. Um, and and obviously, when you said twenty to two hundred dollars, the two hundred dollars would be like the uh, the architectural firms and stuff that they use a highly specialized software, correct? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And I I know that uh, you and I've talked a bit about this, but some of the compute environment out there and our ability to leverage, you know, if you will, the Azure stack and the high compute. We've got some complex computational fluid dynamics or uh, you know, programs like they want to run SolidWorks and then a CAM machine. You know, these are $7,000 towers these engineers are working off. And we're able to replicate that on whatever work environment at home uh, for a monthly cost. E even from a Chromebook? Even from a Chromebook. In fact, I've got to show you the demo from a Chromebook. My boss, uh, we were down at uh, the Ericsson Innovation Lab and people could, you know, they, we literally had one guy pick up the Chromebook. It was a $185 Chromebook to see if there was something else attached. Uh, <laughs> you know, just because you, you know, you can literally run SolidWorks and AutoCAD and, in a CNC machining, uh, all off the AutoCAD. It, it's, it's Netflix for business is what it is. What we're doing is we're leveraging, uh, a virtual machine to, right beside an application server, right beside a solid state drive. And we're then pixelating as though we're Netflix, right? We're pixelating that compute and that storage and those files back down to whatever device you have. We can even do it on an iPad. Mm -hmm. That's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. So, so how can how can the uh, customers uh, ensure that the remote employees are productive and secure? They don't want to implement a virtual desktop infrastructure as the large enterprises do because it's too expensive to implement and manage. And given their limited uh, IT staff and capital budget, it's just difficult. And they can't wait for weeks or months. They need it now, tomorrow. What are their options? Well, we, uh, we have what we call our zero touch, zero delay turnkey workspace. And it's really focused on just exactly that, which is how do you get employees up and running quickly rather than worrying about, you know, shipping servers and standing up infrastructure. 
uh, we've got the backing uh, of uh, the Azure, the Azure cloud. So think of us as almost an abstracted layer with an automation layer and then a reporting engine on top of that. And we're able to deliver those workspaces. So if you need a E3 or an E5 pack with Microsoft together with QuickBooks, together with an Adobe suite, and even some of those high compute apps, we actually have an app store where we sit there and click on those. And importantly, uh, it, it comes together in the form of the RDP. So when the employee clicks on that RDP and enters the credentials, whether it's a one-time credential or multi-factor or through Active Directory typically, that entire environment with the application suite is up and running and they just enter their credentials and they're off and running. So it's, you know, the uh, we in fact trademark zero touch, zero delay because we're so passionate about that. Wow, that's quite different from the uh, conventional approaches to uh, moving employees at home. Um, and and so the the customers are also concerned about loss of uh, intellectual property, security, and compliance risks. They're also finding that managing software licenses, updates, maintenance, and migrating to Windows 10 is is very resource intensive. How could they simplify all this with this cloud solution while keeping the total cost of ownership down? Right, right. Great question. Uh, in fact, we get asked that question a lot. People move in. There's a lot of people still out on Windows 7, how to do 7 to 10. What does Windows Virtual Desktop mean? So the, the net of it is that uh, Stratusworks takes care of that host environment. So we essentially deploy the underlying infrastructure. You know, think of it as the security, the applications, the licensing agreements. But importantly, you just brought this up, the maintenance and patching and updates. You know, you have whole teams doing that. You know, uh, these re these resources, by the way, these resources, Arvind, that are working in the data center around virtualization, they're increasingly in demand. So that it makes it more difficult to recruit and retain and keep these folks interested. So at the end of the day, this is a key environment for us to work in. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's great. And and I think a lot of those resources working from home makes it even more difficult for them to implement these solutions. That's right. And let let me kind of jump in on one piece, though. I I I, I probably minimize the whole discussion on security just because we think about security in such broad context. Security for us is all about minimizing the attack surface. And so when you start to leverage a homogeneous environment out there, so Putting simple RDPs out to the out to the end user, as opposed to the multiple multiple resources, the multiple patches. Uh, you know, the the patches and updates are where we know are where exploits come from. And so, by minimizing that attack surface, uh, our 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 environment we feel is a lot more secure. In fact, we lead with a compliance first environment. Got it. Got it. Okay. And and. Uh... So Dan, the the architectural, engineering, and construction firms use uh, highly compute-intensive applications like AutoCAD and Revit. Uh, how can this cloud solution deliver high performance and also reduce costs? Can can it be used from anywhere in the world? Because you said you're using Microsoft Azure uh, platform, so that can you use that anywhere in the world? And and are there any security implications? Um, with that sure sure the uh, let me let me take the uh 
the security implications first. So the first thing we do is essentially we're securing the RDP into the Azure stack. And so uh, I'd love to give Alex Tate, our VP of engineering on to talk to you about some of the details in terms of what that means at the, you know, everything from AES encryption to all of uh, the, more importantly, the ability to do continuous monitoring and management. So we've got, uh, you know, a pane of glass, kind of a, a portal where we can monitor uh, for uh, anomalies. But back to your other question on the uh, global nature of the product. Yeah, so we're in 56 global regions via the Azure environment. And what you'll find in that environment is the ability to deliver that high compute. So that high, you know, as the buzzword is GPU, all high GPU per virtual machine all the way up. I mean, I, I can't even, uh, I think it's like 16,000 GPU cores per VM. And then even, you know, crazily, we can daisy chain those together. In fact, we use this, Arvin, on a complex computational fluid dynamic equation, and we reduce the compute power uh, required by, 80, uh, I'm sorry, the cycle time to make this computational uh, uh, algorithm by 80%. And so it really has that ability to be high powered. And so then you go back to an AutoCAD or a Revit, what do they need? They need two things. They need high compute, the application server sitting nearby the compute, sitting nearby the files. And that's essentially what we do. And that's why we've had success in the uh, in that architectural uh, environment. Now, a lot of your readers might be asking, or listeners, I'm sorry, might be asking, well, geez, well, I can do that via uh, maybe an Amazon Workspaces. And you know what I would say is if you have a large team, if you have a large team, um, they'll be very busy doing that. So as an example, just to get AutoCAD up and running in workspaces, there's about 50 some odd pages of documentation on tweaking that application so it works within the Amazon environment. And it's similar to get it to work within Windows Virtual Desktop. This is what our team does every day, all day, so that we've got those configurations and management down and we have scale because we do it often. Oh, wow, that's great, that's great. So, so Dan, you know, you have uh, over 250 commonly used applications in your app store, and that list is growing. What if a customer wants to use a custom application or a commercial application that's not in your app store? Uh, great question. Uh, we get this from uh, folks all the time. If it's got an EXE, it's got the ability to do a Windows installer, it's not a problem. So we've got custom ERP apps. Uh, you know, native apps, uh, and then back to your, so that's not an issue. And then back to the common apps that we have in the uh, app store, just under 300 at this point. You know, an example is we just had a small nonprofit say, hey, can you put SketchUp, which is maybe a lower end competitor to AutoCAD, can you put that in? We had that up and running in two days. Our license management team were able to uh, secure the license, and then we uh, put that up there, and they just added in their credentials, and they cloudified their app. So pretty simple process to do. We also manage to, uh, we provide bring your own license as well. That's one of the other common questions we have. So if you have a, you know, you have a Microsoft environment already uh, running on desktops, uh, if you've got the Adobe Suite, you've got any one of, you know, an AutoCAD, for example, what you do is you find that you can just log in with your credentials on the AutoCAD environment. Right, right. So in your environment, a customer can or an user 
has all of the applications they use for work all in one desktop, which is a virtual desktop, and they're productive. All they have to do is log in with their username and password, and they're, they're on. And if that laptop is lost, nothing is lost because there's nothing on that, uh, on that Chromebook, correct? That's right. That's right. Yeah. So uh, even in the case of uh, file share, you know, we can do a great file share product that, that way as well so you can collaborate. But back to that point, I mean, you think about compliance. If you've got a, uh, you know, a director of finance traveling on an airplane and they lose their PC and what that ha the implications we have as, as employers around that. Uh, the, the flip side of this, Arvin, is you can be working on uh, your desktop at the workplace and then go home, grab that, grab that same RDP, fire it up, and it automatically, at least this is how our security policies set, and we can change this for large organizations, but it automatically tears down that session on your desktop, puts it on your laptop at the home, and it picks up exactly where you were in Word or AutoCAD or PowerPoint or what have you. Oh, that's great. That's great. So, so uh, Dan, the, the, which key vertical industries are a good fit for this cloud-based solution? That's, uh, you know, we, we're, we're seeing a lot of demand uh, across a lot of verticals. So what I would say is I'm going to come back to that, but I'm going to first off answer it as we see it first as almost a horizontal, like a work-from-home imperative that all industries are being pushed to, uh, to try to, understand and implement. And so think of it as, okay, compliance, workflow, and uh, rapid deployment, application management, infrastructure as a service, desktop as a service, those things combined is how we, uh, those together are how we spot deals that are ripe for our solution. But, you know, that being said, you nailed it already, architecture, engineering, and even construction, uh, education, uh, you know, we are, I, I think what's going to happen is, you know, post-Zoom giveaway, people are going to realize that um, there's all sorts of things you can do with uh, class size. Once we get back into class, uh, if you, our CTO is a professor at University of Wisconsin and a uh, tenured professor there, and what he finds is limitations on class size due to compute power or even configuration of the laptops setting up uh, lab spaces. Uh, and then importantly, obviously, mobile and elastic workforces are one of our key areas that we focus on in amongst healthcare, manufacturing, and other high compliance industries. Okay, okay, I get it. So it's really anybody or everybody. Um, yeah, you know, I'd love to say this is our sweet spot, but it's really work from uh, uh, work from home and high compute. I guess is a good way to think about it. Combination, yeah. So. I, I understand uh, about your contracts that you did do some month-to-month uh, -month type of an agreement, but generally you have one, two, or three-year agreements uh, for this cloud workspace service. Like, unlike you know, it's the same as a lot of other companies do. Sure. Can the can the number of users be scaled up or down seasonally or based on their business needs? Uh, you know, as as the environment changes, if they're on a two or three-year contract. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so uh, very flexible on the contract terms. What we also found is, you know, if you're a listener and you're sitting there saying, how do I get more resource out of my current VDI? It's already tapped out. Well, the next thing you know, your infrastructure team is, you know, ordering hardware. This is exactly one of our sweet spots, which is the ability to come in and augment 
these, uh, in fact, we're doing this for a uh, hospital system where we're starting out with 80 users, and they've got a lot more users than that. But, you know, we're pretty, these guys need to be moved to the field immediately. So we're doing, uh, if you will, a pilot with those 80. And we're pretty confident that as they move the rest of the folks to the field, that they'll be uh, leveraging our environment. So let, let's talk about this. With a month to month, I can go out there or a one year deal. I can go out there and say, hey, look, I will scale up and scale back. We're going to, we're going to obviously, uh, manage the, manage the, uh, economic, the, the pricing on this. But what that allows them to do is say, hey, I don't need to I don't need to worry about just having my VDI infrastructure at peak capacity to leverage, you know, that to get ROI, if you will. Right. Like that investment. So, yeah, uh, that that's a key part of this. So they don't have to overinvest just in case. To do peak capacity. Yeah. A lot of times the worst thing you can do is not fit those that last not fit the finance function in when they move, you know, to a virtual environment, as an example. Not to pick right. on finance people, of course. Okay. Yeah, they're the ones that pay the bills. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so, so Dan, did, did I – this was, by the way, a great conversation, and thank you. Um, did, did I miss any key questions that might be helpful to audience? And if, if so, can you please summarize? No, I think I think you got the uh, I, I think you got the gist of what we're up to here and how what we're doing for remote work and how really this cloud workspace it's it's called cloud workspace or workspace as a service takes that desktop as a service leverages applications and application license management and then creates a security wrapper around that to get I think a new level of flexibility in speed of deployment uh, for your listeners. Got it, got it. Well, Dan, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate your time and look forward to our future conversations. Arvin, it's been a pleasure as always, uh, and I appreciate the opportunity, and uh, have a great day. Thank you. And uh, and if the listeners would like to get more details, such as uh, view short videos, pre-recorded webinars, and uh, some of the current promotions, uh, you can access it on our website at www.natacent.com forward slash Stratusworks. Natacent is spelled N-A-D-I-C-E-N-T, and Stratusworks is S-T-R-A-T-U-S-W-O-R-X.